Welcome to Sexuality After, the place we have real, raw conversations about how sexuality shifts and changes throughout our lives, especially after religion, parenthood, trauma, and loss. I hope by listening to these stories, you're inspired to leave shame behind. Embrace your sexuality wherever it is right now and know that you're not alone in the weird and wild experiences we all go through. Hello and welcome to this episode of Sexuality After. This Hello. week <laughs> this week I am with Jacqueline Joy, who is an old friend of mine. And we reconnected through Facebook and I saw her posts on Facebook regularly and I really loved them. She talks all about body image and loving your body the way it is. She's a huge advocate basically for self-love. And I really loved seeing her posts. It was a bright spot in my day. And so I really wanted to bring her on to give her a platform here to talk to you guys about her experience with that, why that's important to her, um, how that developed over her life. And hopefully, um, you know, you can relate because our society gives us so many messages about our bodies, what they should be and shouldn't be. And I love that there's a big movement right now combating that. And I love that you're a part of it. And I love that you're on the show. So (laughs) thank you for having me. (laughs) Totally. Um, So if you just want to tell my listeners who you are, what you do, and... Um, yeah, then we'll go from there. My name is Jacqueline. As you said, um, I live in Montreal, Canada, Quebec. Um, I used to live in Calgary where I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am 38 years old. I'll be 39 this year and the next Mm. couple of months. (laughs) My last year, my 30. (laughs) And I, um, I've always just like lived a life of, just like, okay, I'm comfortable and like, I'm good with that. Like, you know, I was comfortable in my job, comfortable with the person I was with. And, uh, but I was just never finding my joy in any of that. And then, um, I moved back to Montreal for a boyfriend and, um, we were together for three years and I, um, yeah, gave up a lot of myself for that relationship. Not because he asked it of me, it was because I associated that with my self-worth um, you know, like always having to look good and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there were so many problems in that relationship. I was very codependent on him. I mean, our sex life was like non-existent, but I stayed because it was comfortable. And, um, when he left me for someone much younger, I, uh, was like left really broken and, um, and I didn't know what, what to do with my life or where to go. I was like 37 at the time and single again. And, um, and I was just like, no, I'm like, this is enough. I need to figure out my life on my own. I've been so codependent on other people and things for my happiness and fulfillment and joy. And um, and I thought I was like sexually broken because our relationship was so sexually non-existent that I, but I realized when I was like, in those times of being like that single time, I realized like how sexual I was and it was, I wasn't broken. It was just, I was just, you know, I was didn't realize my worth or my confidence in that relationship. And I wasn't with someone who helped me realize it. And I, um, so like 
first thought, you're 37 and you know, I, I do want to have kids. So your first thought is like, find someone else. But I was like, no, because I'm just going to end up right where I was. Yeah. So I realized that I needed to find my fulfillment and joy and my passions and all of that stuff within myself and on my own. And I realized I could have a baby on my own. Like I don't need, you know, a man for anything. And I've, Oh, I was like very codependent on him financially. <laughs> so I decided like, I'm like, I, I need to tell other women this. I need to help other women feel like this and like, feel like they can figure out all of their fulfillment and joy within themselves. And they don't need anybody or anything. Yeah. So I was like, how can I do that? And I just kind of started, I don't know. I, I kind of started talking about it. And then I found a, a course that I took. It was um, an empowerment coach certification. And that just like led to <laughs> all of this. And I started my membership group, which is called the um, Empowered Goddess Project. Nice. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's just a, a membership group. It's just for women. It's just about just like owning who you are and, and just, you know, finding all your joy within yourself. And I created a program called um, Awaken Your Inner Goddess. And I'm working through that. It's all like very new for me right now. I'm just like getting it all like prepared and like ready to go and like for launching. But I'm really excited because as I'm doing it, I'm realizing like how, and I'm bringing someone through it right now as a practice client. And I'm seeing like the growth and like, you know, she was so repressed in her life. Like she's like, older than she's in her forties and she's um so repressed with like sexuality and everything and herself. And I've just like, and I can't believe that through my work that she's like becoming like so <sighs> confident and so excited to be a oh, goddess. And so I just like, it's so, I can't wait to do it more and more. <laughs> yes, totally. So by the time this podcast launches, it's very possible that your program will have launched already as well. Yes. Yes. It's very soon. It's going to be happening. <laughs> cool. That's amazing. Okay. Beautiful. So you're a women's empowerment coach. Yes. Okay. You help them find their inner goddess. Yes. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I know it's so rewarding. And yes. I've, you know, I've had a similar, I don't know if it's super similar to yours, but just in the fact that I was incredibly disempowered and then I became empowered um, through just work and courses and life and everything. And it's a vastly different life. And yeah. to me, so what is empowerment? This is a little bit off the what I was going to do, but what does empowerment mean to you? I was thinking about it the other day because I'm doing a video, a YouTube video on what what is empowerment anyways? Why is it such a big deal? And I kind of came up with empowered is like in powered, like I N. So it's, it's finding your power within yourself and not from other people, not finding your worth or value from other people, like from having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or not, you know, having a, like having a specific job or looking a certain way. It's like, I know that I am powerful and I am worthy of life and love just within myself that's exactly how I see it also, you know, like it doesn't matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter how much, what you look like. It doesn't matter the scars you have. It doesn't matter what you, your hair looks like. It doesn't matter how much money you have, that you're worthy of love and passion and everything just because of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that. And I still struggle with it. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's like, a process. A, it's a process and it's a battle every day. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I find that the more empowered you become, the easier you are able to get yourself out of those like limiting beliefs, like those times where you're like looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what the heck? I like I've gained weight. Nobody's going to want me. (laughs) I still get those moments, but I get myself out of them a lot quicker than I used to. Exactly. Because through um, through becoming empowered, you learn tools Mm -hmm. that you can use on your day in your day to day life. Mm -hmm. And you're already kind of out of that rut. And so when you fall back in, it's like, oh, I'm going to come back out again. Yes, exactly. Cool. Um, so what beliefs, what were like the two to three main beliefs that you were grew up with around sex, sexuality, and your body? Um, growing up, like I wasn't really repressed or anything. I grew up in like a very like free kind of household. Like I was, when I was 14, I had a boyfriend that was 18 and like, he was able to sleep over. Like, you know, there wasn't any, uh, I know it's horrible, but anyways, but you know, like I was like probably the last one to lose my virginity out of my friends when we were like 15, you know? Um, so there was never any like repression there, but, um, I don't think, I don't really have, like, it's more when I got older that I started to feel that, like, you know, with society and body issues and, and all of that, that's when I started to feel more of that, of self, like limiting beliefs and stuff as I got older and my body developed and that kind of stuff. And, and you see more of society and then social media came in. Cause you know, when we went to high school, there was no social media yeah. or any of that or anything to look at. And, and, you know, so we, I don't know. Those thoughts really didn't come into my mind. It's more when I became an adult and like social media came about. And that's when I really started to feel bad or guilty or whatever you may call yeah. it. Yeah. What were the, what would you say were the two main beliefs that um, you've overcome then? Like the ones that you developed and then had to overcome. Um. Mostly, like, a lot about body issues. Um, I mean, I've been at both spectrums. I mean, you know me from the past. I, I, I used to, like, be really into fitness and competing and fitness competitions. And, like, I've had, like, the most uh, lean body that you can ask for. Um, but I wasn't happy then. <laughs> and uh, and I thought that that's what I needed to do to find, like, my self-worth and someone to love me. But I wasn't even loving myself at the time. And now I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a I've gained, I mean, I'm not that anymore. I am curvy and, you know, I've gained, especially with COVID going on, I've gained weight, but I have just realized like that, (laughs) that uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm I'm sorry. My cat might make an appearance here. That's fine. We love cats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, um, and so you distracted me. (laughs) Um, I, uh, yeah, like my self-worth and everything. I always thought it came from like how I looked and my body, but like, especially with COVID and gaining weight, like I just like, I just like, don't, I just can't do it anymore. You know, I just, I am just going to love myself for who I am. And, and the partner I'm going to be is going to love me for all of me with the weight I've gained. And even if I'm with someone and I gain 20 more pounds, they're going to love me just as much. And like, that's the mindset that I've had to, had to come about. Yeah. Did that manifest itself? Also, oh, yeah. You go. So, sorry. No, I was just going to say also when I was younger and like, I'm a sexual person. I like, not that I associate like sex with like my love or whatever. I just, 
I am just a sexual person. I like, that's the way I, I don't know. It's just, I just am. Yeah. And you know, if you go on a date with someone and you really feel a connection and you want to do whatever you want to do after, like I, now I'm good. Like now we can't even date it. So it sucks because I right. really just want to, you know, date. you know, I really want, I'm single. I'm like in my new woman energy. I want to date and you can't <laughs> totally. even do that. But back then, back then when I was like, when I was younger and I was dating and I was single, I, I liked that. I liked going on dates and meeting people and having a connection. But then I always felt crappy the next day. You know, I always felt like, uh, you know, slut <laughs> or, uh, a bad girl for, you know, honoring my sexuality. So I've overcome that. I just can't test it out right now. <laughs> Beautiful. Where do you think that came from? The slut judgment? Cause you didn't get that from your family by no. the sounds of it growing up. Like there was no judgment or repression. I there. think it's just, it's just, a, it's just society. It's just like people at yeah. school, like just society, just what people say, you know, like, uh, Everything you read back in the day was uh, don't give it away and like, you know, make them wait till the fifth day. Till, <laughs> you know, you're not everybody. Uh, every advice that you would get from anybody is like, if you're going to, if you like someone, and you're going on a date with someone, don't give it away. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Or else like, you know, they're going to look at you a certain way. And a lot of men are like that. They do look at you a certain way. Yeah, totally. Um, it's not fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a total double standard for sure for men and women. I think that's changing. Yes, it is changing, which is it really is. good. Your um your body image issues when you were dating did that look like um and you know going into bodybuilding and stuff did that look like oh um you know if I lose ten pounds or if I get rid of this little bit of fat here on my waist, then guys will be more attracted to me or then I'll get a boyfriend or yes. like, what did that kind of look like? Oh, I always thought that, that, you know, when I lost all that weight and I was like in my prime shape and I was competing, and I was like a bikini model. And I was like, you know, I'm like, now I'm going to find the man, but I didn't. <laughs> so I realized that it's like, you know, it, I didn't realize then I realized now looking back that it wasn't about what I, I didn't, I just hadn't figured out my self-worth back then. It was the oh. lowest it ever was. I was in the best shape of my life, but it was the lowest of my self-worth was ever at. So obviously I was attracting not nice people or not the right person for me. Yeah. So we kind of attract people according to our own self-worth, I think. Yes. Because yeah, then we will put up with stuff that we don't put up with when we value ourselves more. Mm-hmm. Very true. Like with my ex-boyfriend in that relationship. Um, yeah. I put up with a lot of stuff that I should have never put up with looking back on it. Yeah. You know, like I knew he was doing things behind my back. I don't know to the extent, but I knew he was like, not maybe not cheating, but like talking to people and like going out and being like acting like he's not in a relationship. Like I knew he was doing those things, but I didn't, I just let it, you know, go. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was comfortable and you know. Yes. Ah, being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm in the most uncomfortable place I've ever been in my life, <laughs> but it's great. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it is. The most uncomfortable and the most fulfilling. Yes, exactly. 
that usually and oddly and goes it, together. Yeah, and it'll get comfortable. It'll get comfortable right now. But you have to be uncomfortable to like get the shit you want in life. You do. It's true. Absolutely. You do. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, okay, hang on. There was a question I wanted to ask about the second belief you talked about. Um oh yeah. Like sleeping with somebody if you wanted to sleep with them. And the judgment of being a slut and stuff. Like I definitely want to bring up that just for my listeners, that being sexually empowered doesn't necessarily mean sleeping with a bunch of people either. Like that can be sexually empowered, but sexual empowerment just means to me that you are making the choices that you want, like you're choosing whether you want sex or don't want sex. You're not doing it to people, please. You're not doing it because uh, you feel like you should or a sense of obligation. It's just because that's what you want, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, whether it's I don't want to have sex until I'm married even, or I I only, you know, I want to have sex with this person that I met, you know, 10 minutes ago, like whatever it is, if it's it's the choice that you want, because it feels good to you, then that's empowered. Yes. I totally agree with that. Um, Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, You know, like I, like I said, I'm a, I'm, I am a connection person and I don't connect with a lot of people very much. So if I'm out with someone and I really like feel connected to them and you know, whatever I want to do, I want to do, you know, totally. and right now I'm in, a, I'm in a position right now where, yeah, I would love to have a, a relationship, but it's not, it's always been a priority of mine to have a relationship. I've always been searching for a relationship and like the person to have kids with. And like for the first time in my life, I am not searching for that. And I am so like, I'm, I'm searching for myself. I'm trying to figure out myself. I'm trying to figure out my business. And I don't want, I, I know if I, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I feel like if I got a twister, it might sidetrack me. Maybe. I don't know. But right now my creativity comes from my joy, like joy, like, okay. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, I was with someone that I really felt a connection with and like, you know, we had a great night and I, I, for the days that follows so much creativity came out of me. Yeah. (laughs) So like my creativity comes from that, like that, you know, like I don't need a man for like to live or to be fulfilled, but it it ignites something in me when I feel like a connection with someone. Yeah. Like, so that's what I would, would, would love to have right now, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. Connection is powerful. It is powerful. It's one of so our I cores as a human being. Yeah. And I, you know, there's a difference between like tr- going out with someone and like sleeping with them just because you feel like you want to, f- like they're fulfilling something, you know, that, you know, like you're, you know, like you want to feel like loved or something like that. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference with that. And I've been in those situations totally. where I've been with someone just because I needed to fulfill a, a feeling that I wasn't giving to myself. Yep. And I feel the difference between that and what I'm feeling now. And it's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Can you describe that difference a little bit more? For me, it's like, um, I'm having sex because it's, it's coming from within. It's like a want, it's a desire. It's not to get something. It's to like give or share something. Yeah. What's the difference to you? You can take a minute to um, think about it if you want. It's a difference to me. Um, well, I'll, I think, 
you know, in, in the situation where I was, um, where it was to like fulfill like some, some need that I wasn't giving myself. It was like always like with an end result, like, Oh, like, is he going to like, you know, I'm going to sleep with him. So he's going to like, you know, call me the next day and we're going to, you know, he's going to, we're going to do like, we're going to be in a relationship or like something like that. And then when it wouldn't happen, I would feel horrible and disgusting. And like, what the hell did I do? Um, so like, that's because I was like, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but that, was because, <laughs> but that was because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to like fill like this feeling that I needed someone in my life. And now it's not that I need someone in my life. I just, you know, I like, I just, I'll, I could wake up the next day and go home and be good. And, and I don't care if he calls me again, because <laughs> it was just, you know, like, I don't need that thing or whatever it is after. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? You're doing it out of want. Out of want and not out and of, desire. I need something from you. Yeah. I don't out need of- anything from you. I It's for me, you know? <laughs> Maybe empowerment is in part fulfilling our own needs so that we live our life and build connection and have relationships out of a sense of desire and want and not a grasping need to fulfill our wounds and our yes i was gonna say holes but that sounds dirty sometimes it's nice to get your holes filled so you know what i mean (laughs) no but yeah it is true your wounds they're holes (laughs) they are um yeah you're yes exactly um I think for me, I have a lot of daddy issues, like man issues. I do. I grew up without my dad in my life. Uh, I was only 25 when I met him. So, I mean, I think I've grown up with just kind of always like seeing um, like codependency, you know, kind of maybe like my through my mom, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's just always been a thing like, uh, you know. I've never built, I was never brought up to be a strong, independent, you know, go out and get what you want kind of thing. I've always kind of looked for up to other people and I'm owning yeah. that. Like, you know, I'm owning it. That's what I was for a long time. Yeah. And I've only realizing it almost 39, you know, that, that you can own it yourself. But yeah. like you and the vast majority of people, I think. Yes. It's, it's easy and tempting. If you're not taught otherwise, it's, natural to just look to other people to fulfill us Mm -hmm. and especially a lot of people that get married very young you know they don't know any like they just like they just get married young and they just become like the wife at home and (laughs) and that's what the life I wanted for so long I just wanted to be a wife and I just wanted to be like submissive and I just wanted to be like the woman at home and a man to like take care of that's what I want that was my dream for so long and, um, and I still kind of want that in a way, but, yeah. uh, but in an empowered way, like I still want to have my own voice and like, yeah, but I love that you pointed that out. I mean, it's not sometimes femininity or the concept of, um, being feminist these days says that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to want to be at home and have kids, um, and be supported, but that's not true. 
Yeah. I don't agree with the whole feminist thing as much, uh, very much. Like I am a feminine person. I am like a feminist in a way, but I'm not like, I don't agree with all of the feminist things about how women should, you know, I mean, it depends on the feminism you're depends. talking about because there's different yes. kinds of feminism out there. Yeah. So to me, the feminism that I subscribe to is that women should have choice. Yes, exactly. Equal. They should have equal choice to men and equal opportunities. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean that they're going to want the same things necessarily. It doesn't mean that you're going to see like 50, 50 in everything in life. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that they can do whatever they want to do. Exactly. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I like to think of a world where women will support other women regardless of what their choice is. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays there's, <laughs> you know, there's a group of people or a group of women that say, oh, it, you know, you shouldn't be, you should always have a job and be pursuing a career. And there's other yeah. women that are like, being at home is really the right way to be. And I just think you just need to choose and be supported in that choice. Like that's being feminism. empowered is just, it's just support and feminism and empowerment is just supporting a woman in whatever choice she decides to do. You know, like I, I, um, I totally agree with women that want to work and I totally agree with women who want to stay at home. I exactly. support, I, and I, you know, I think women should, you know, be able to do whatever they want, but you know, a lot of people get down on me because like, I don't want to fix things on my car. Like you should be in a woman. You should, I don't want to do those things. That's, that's <laughs> a man's job. I'm sorry. I don't want to do those things. And I'm not disempowered just because I don't want to change my tire or change my windshield. Like, you know, I, I, those are things that I will leave for a man to do. And it doesn't mean. Or, a, or a woman. Yeah. Or a woman. Exactly. Or a woman mechanic. Just exactly. it's not something you exactly. want to do. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up. Exactly. A woman, a mechanic, a someone who's in that field to do that. Yeah. Or anything that needs fixing in my house. Like I, I, <laughs> it doesn't mean make me any less of a woman because I don't want to do those things that they call a man's job or like, you know, yeah. a blue job. <laughs> totally. Yes, blue job and pink jobs. And, and even in relationships, I, I I like to, even though I am an empowered, confident woman, I in a relationship, I like to be in my business and my outside life, I will be like that powerful woman. But at, with, a, with a partner, I like to be a little bit submissive. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like the man to be the man. Yeah. To like um, make decisions or take charge or what? What do you mean by be a man? Like, not to make decisions, but I know, I guess that sounded really, <laughs> how do I even explain that? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do I mean by that? I just, um, like, I like to be the feminine woman. Like, like I said, like the things that need to be taken care of around the house and fixed, he could do that. Uh, you know, when, when it comes to like in the house, it's going to be the man, obviously, or if it's a woman and a woman, whatever, whoever the masculine yeah person is yeah but um you know i and it doesn't mean i'm gonna cook all the time i don't want to be the person that cooks all the time (laughs) but um but i want to be the feminine woman who's feminine and you know taken care of but not in a like a financial way but i want to be romanced and taken care of and felt and feel like a woman that i am i don't want to be an equal in that part but i'm also going to make him feel like a man and feel like he's desired and and you know taken care of when I say taken care of, I don't mean, you know what I mean? Like taking care of where you feel, feel like your cup is filled as a woman or as a man. 
You need to do that for each other. That looks different for everybody. Yes, it looks a bit different for everybody, of course. It's good. Like it's I hear a lot of um I want and I really love that because a lot of women specifically women more than men, I think in general, aren't very clear on what they want. Mm-hmm. And to ask those questions, like what what do I want in a relationship and what do I need actually to make my cup feel filled? Specifically, what do I need? Do I need flowers once a week? Do I need, you know, (laughs) what does that look like exactly? And then what do I mean by I want to feel feminine? What does feminine mean to me? What does that look like on a practical level? And just to ask yourself all those questions and to really get clear on what you want. That's really powerful. It is. And a lot of women, you know, they want flowers and they want a little romance. And like, and a lot of men are like, well, I'm not like that. (laughs) Or I, you know, I don't, I don't do that. And a a lot of women accept it and you shouldn't accept it. You should always speak what you want and ask for what you want. And you shouldn't, you should like, I'm single now and I have the opportunity to get, to create or get whatever, or, you know, that's why I guess I'm single now because it's COVID. Yes. But also I'm very selective uh, and, um, and on COVID. Yeah. COVID is a big thing. Cause how are you even supposed to meet anybody? I can't even say that selective because how can you make a, a selection online that the only only <laughs> yeah. option right now is online and yeah that's hard <laughs> but i think a woman should always have what she wants and what she asks for in re- within reason if you want a little romance there's nothing wrong with asking for that <laughs> yeah and same for men and for yeah. men also as well exactly and like if we don't say what it's scary to say what we want i was talking to my husband about this the other day that it is scary to ask for what we want. It is. Um, because it's being vulnerable. It's putting yourself out there. But if you don't ask for what you want, you definitely won't get it. No, exactly. People can't yeah. read minds. And I thought that for so many years. That, right. That he could read my mind. <laughs> but they really can't read your mind. <laughs> yeah. And you can't just put little hints out there. You just have to be open and honest. And I was at one point open and honest. And when I wasn't, and I, when I didn't get, what I was asking for, um, looking back on it, that's when I should have left, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So what has been your hardest one understanding of sex, sexuality, body image? has been my hardest understanding. The, your hardest one, like the one that's been the most difficult for you to conquer or grasp or change i think um well i I mean i got over that quickly about like the the whole thing about just sleeping with someone and not feeling guilty about it that was a big one to get get over but it's like such a distant thing i don't even but for now i guess for now it's body image i guess just like feeling comfortable with my body with when i'm with someone and like worrying about what they're if they're looking at whatever they're looking at um and just being like just being free and just saying what i want that's a big thing that i need to work on <laughs> is saying what i want sexually yeah. to the person that i'm with but it's hard when you're just like dating you know to do that you know that comes with like being with someone and and i haven't had the opportunity to do that so i'm excited to like be i'm excited to like test all this out and like be with someone and 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 um 
say like, you know, what I desire and what I want in a relationship. Um, but yeah, talking about what I want sexually is a, a hard was a hard thing for me. I don't know if it's going to be a hard thing. I haven't had the chance to test it out. <laughs> yeah. You have your voice in other areas of your life. Yes. And you have that capability. So you want to test it out with another yes. person sexually and see how yes, it goes. Yes, I do. Because oh. I've never had that voice really before. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So yeah, I want to have that voice. And I always tell women too, it starts with knowing what it is you want and how you like to be touched. Um, I have a whole workshop on that actually <laughs> right now <laughs> on how to have more confidence in bed. But it's like kind of the basis of it is you have to know yourself before you can teach someone else what it is you want. And a lot of women don't take the time to self-pleasure or to know their bodies, to know their fantasies well enough or to look at their fantasies with enough curiosity to know, like, how do I want to feel in bed? What does turn me on? Why does it turn me on? You know, it's important to know those things. And then another thing is you get a little bit of shame because, I mean, I, I was with someone and like I asked them to do something and they kind of looked at me weird. And then you feel like, oh, my God, am I, is there something wrong with me? Like, well, you know, like, so there's that, <laughs> but you just have to realize that there's just not, everybody is going to be for you. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking the things that you like. And, um, if you, if like, it wasn't a serious thing, so it was just like a, like a thing. So I can't judge them, but if you're with someone, you have to be open and, and talk about the things that you like, and you shouldn't feel bad or dirty or anything. If you like certain things that someone else finds, you know, different, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're all kinky and quirky in different ways. And people that say they're not, they're just not admitting it to themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or they're just not comfortable yet, or I don't know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I had to, I have to, I had to get over, over that, but I, it didn't, you know, in the past, if that would have happened in the past, I probably would have felt horrible, but I was just like, whatever, like, you're just not the person for me. <laughs> that's like, can we just pause on that? Because that is really powerful. Yeah. To be able to, to face, you know, somebody else's judgment and be like, oh, well, then you're just not the person for me. Yeah. Like that's so, yeah. that's such a powerful place to be. I love that. Because with my ex-boyfriend, I, always, I honestly thought I was like sexually broken at one point. <laughs> you know, just because, and I realized after when I was like single again and I was, you know, even since I've been single, I haven't had any great experiences, but I've had experiences and I just like realized like how sexual I am. I just haven't met the person who like, you know, fits with me yet. Yeah. And that's okay. But, it, you know, in the past, that would have been like, what's wrong with me? Like, why is this not yeah. working? <laughs> what's wrong with me as opposed to, I just haven't found a match yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just haven't found the person for me yet that brings out that side of me. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm excited for that. <laughs> totally. I'm excited. And until then, you. I bring it out of myself. Exactly. I, I love do, that yes. you brought that up. I was just about yes. to say that. Yes. Like you have found that within yourself to start with. Yeah, I do. I like, you know, I'm single. I live by myself. It's COVID. You can't do anything, but like I'll like cook myself dinner and I'll put music on. I'll put candles on. I'll put the fireplace channel on. I will like feel my, I'll have like the music on that you would have if you were like having sex and I, and I'll feel 
myself out and I'll dance. And I live in a in a condo where if I have the, the curtains open, I live in a courtyard and people can see me and I just open them. And I'm like, hey, everyone. <laughs> I love it. It just makes me feel good. You know, yeah. I, I'm, da- I'm creating a scenario as if there was someone else here and how I would like it. And I do that for myself and it doesn't make me feel bad at all. Yeah. You're fulfilling your own desires and your own needs. Yes, exactly. And I know exactly what I need when I have someone else, you know? Exactly. And I didn't know any of that before. I never knew what I needed or what Jacqueline needed or what I wanted. You know, it's the first time in my life that I really know what I want and desire. And it sucks. (laughs) I can't do anything with it right now. (laughs) Except create what I'm creating for other women. So that's good. (laughs) It reminds me of something I realized a while ago is I was kind of feeling resentful that um, my partner at the time, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of guys do this, but like when they go to touch you or like when you're doing foreplay, it's like boobs, pussy. Yeah. That's the foreplay. Like they touch your nipples, they touch your pussy. And I was like, why don't they touch like the whole rest of my body? Like my skin's really sensitive. It's like kind of like a clit all over my body. Like I like touch my skin, like touch my body. Why is it so hard to like get that through to people? Why? I'm very touchy. I touch all the body. (laughs) Right. And like, why is it so hard for people to get? And then I was like, when I masturbate, I only like touch my nipples and my pussy. So you're doing the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, how can I expect someone else to touch me? If you're not, I'm not even touching myself. You're so right. And I'm the same. (laughs) Like, so I always talk to women about like, touch yourself the way you want to be touched. Very true. Like like even like, I'm not even talking about sensual softness, which is like great and has its place. And maybe that's all you want all the time, but maybe you want like more, um, you know, like your ass smacked. I like, I like, yeah, like, I like that. that to yourself or like grab yourself strongly yeah. or, or like choke yourself or whatever it is that you like. Like, do it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we do that to ourselves when we self pleasure? Is to, to touch ourselves the way we want to be touched, treat ourselves the way we want to be treated. Very true. In bed. And, it was just really, I felt like it was unfair of me to expect something different from my partner that I'm willing to give myself. I never even thought about it like that, but that's so true. Yeah, I totally that's agree with that. An interesting <laughs> I'll be thinking that. about that next time. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I want him to be more creative in bed. I want to do different positions and different things. And it's like, well, do you do that for yourself? Yeah. Or is it just always like, you know, laying on your bed in the same position when you masturbate. Yeah. So then how can you expect someone to bring that to you if you're not willing to bring it to yourself? Or some people don't even masturbate or ever touch themselves. <laughs> right. And oh, then- and that's another thing is I was, I was 18. I was over 18 when I masturbated for the first time. I remember being in school. I was like taking a course to be an esthetician. I've taken every course you could think of, but I, and I remember I was talking to the other girls that were maybe a little bit older than me and they were talking about masturbation. And I'm like, I've never done that before. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I think I was, and then, you know, I was like, my first time I had sex, I was 15 and I only had ever had my first orgasm when I was 18. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think that's uncommon. No, I know. Even I think even later, some people are even a lot later than that. Totally. I've definitely heard of women in their 40s or 50s or 60s who have never masturbated. And then your pleasure depends on the other person. Solely. Mm -hmm. Like, what a disempowering place to be, (laughs) you know? Yeah, but now I've gotten to the point where I, I, I guess I just haven't met the right person, but I'm able to pleasure myself, you know, but being with someone... Uh, it's not as easy. <laughs> yeah. It's not as easy for me to let go and let loose, but that's why I'm like ready to test all this yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It's vulnerable and risky to be with somebody else, to be open, to be sexual with somebody else. Definitely. is more challenging than with yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a different way, sometimes it's easier in other ways, but yeah. Yeah. But um what's your biggest sexual regret my biggest sexual regret is probably that i when i was with my ex-boyfriend we broke up he left me in the summer so not so this summer will be two years that he left me so the the christmas before that he told me it was on Christmas Eve and he told me that he wasn't sexually attracted to me anymore. And I stayed in the relationship because I thought that we can like, you know, make it better because I was like codependent on him. I wish I would have left then like that. I mean, it's not very a sexual thing, but it is, it is. Yeah. I wish I would have left then. I wish I would have realized like my worth and like my, sexual worth and that it just made me feel broken it made i think if i look at my audible like i've bought so many books like i look back in that time i bought so many books about sexual i thought i was like there was something wrong with me i bought every book you could think of trying to fix my sexuality like i thought there was something wrong with me because he wasn't attracted to you yeah exactly and uh you know like he said that but I don't know, but yeah, it just totally made me feel so broken. And I stayed with him for another six months until he like, until he left me, but I should have left right then. I should have realized my worth at that moment and left. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of trying to fix myself, there was nothing I had to fix about myself. Totally. Why do you think, like why in your relationship, did you get so sexually repressed and like, it sounds like you guys didn't really have much sex towards the end. Yeah. So why, Uh, like, how did that come about? Because our relationship kind of became like a father daughter relationship. You know, like he, I, I know I have my daddy issues, but like it became very much like he was, um, you know, I said before I like to be submissive, but I became way too submissive. And he became like, you know, he made the decision. Not because I asked him. He hated it. He wanted me to make decisions. But I, you know, I was like, no, you decide. And and you do that. You decide that. Oh, I don't know how to, like, and, and like I said, I, I don't want to get my car fixed. But, like, now I'll, like, bring my car. Like, no, you bring the car. Like, you answer them. You answer that person. I don't, like, you know, I was just very... Um, and, and I think it be, it, it put a lot of pressure on him and I don't fault him at all. Like, you know, there was a lot of things that were like, I take ownership for a lot of things that happened in that relationship, but it became, uh, a very much relationship where he was kind of like, you know, my father and like, who's attracted to their, you know, who can have a sexual relationship with someone when you feel like 
you're taking care of them or like they're your child. And that's very much like how our relationship became. Mm, that makes sense. It's interesting. There's, there's all sorts of reasons why we enter into relationships and why we're attracted to people. One of the main ones is because, you know, when you meet, okay, when you met this guy, did you kind of feel like, man, I feel like I've known you forever? Well, I had one. <laughs> he was like an ex-boyfriend that I, we had dated when we were younger. And then I moved to Calgary. And then I came to visit Montreal for like a week. And like, we saw each other. And then I'm like, oh, what a great feeling. <laughs> and I moved back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but it was like that feeling that I was missing in my life. Someone that was like taking care of me and making me feel safe. And, you know, that, that just those feelings that I wasn't ever giving to myself. Yeah, that's so that's a main reason why we're attracted to somebody is because they fill a need within us. Like they are something that we are not. Hmm or that we wish we were, or like you said, it's like a need that we're not filling ourselves. And that makes us so dependent on them because they're filling those needs. And so if we leave them or they leave us, we're also getting torn away from getting our needs fulfilled. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they're like the only source of those that need fulfillment, that's devastating and we'll no, do I anything devastating. i was devastated. almost anything to keep our needs getting fulfilled even if it means giving up a large part of our our value or worth or who we are like we'll just do we'll change we'll become a chameleon and be whoever they whoever we think they need us to be so that they'll exactly. fulfill our needs exactly and i just do that and it's not he didn't even ask any of that of me totally just, it's just what i thought you know what i thought yeah would get the love from him or the acceptance or, you know, whatever. And, and even when he left me, my first thought was like, go find someone else that, you know, will do the same. will take care of me. will do the same for me. Yeah. But I was just like, I've just had enough of this crap. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure this up on my own. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I never yeah. wanted to feel that broken that I felt when he left me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, we also sometimes get into relationships because um, the person that we're with makes us feel a certain way that we have always wanted to feel. Like they make us feel desirable or they make us feel confident or they make us feel. And so then again, that creates codependency. Yeah. Right. Like you were talking about codependency because then it's like, then if, if we break up, then I lose a part of myself. Yeah. Instead of just never feel like that. <laughs> right. Instead of giving that to yourself to begin with and working at creating that part of yourself that you don't have, like rather than trying to be outgoing yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So I, I was just thinking about codependency because you mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. I was just like codependent on him for, for financially. <laughs> Um, you know, I always like, I always had hair extensions and eyelashes, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I like put that to my worth and like what he wanted as a, a woman by his side. And he never asked me of that, but I just, in my head thought that, and I thought that those were the things that were going to get like, you know, the sexual stuff, the passion 
And like we we had a lot of fun together. We would go out a lot. We would go out to restaurants a lot. We'd have fun nights a lot. And we would come home and you think that, and, and he would just go to bed all the time. And, you know, I just wanted to throw me against the wall. <laughs> but uh, so that really messed me up. Yeah. I just thought I'm like I'm doing everything I'm like I look beautiful when we go out um, like we're having fun I'm like I'm so I, I never question anything you do I never get jealous I'm doing everything that a perfect girlfriend would do but you still I'm still not getting what I need from you so that really messed me up a lot yeah it's so powerful that when you left that relationship you turned more to yourself yeah I really love exactly. that Oh yeah, I could have gone a whole other way, but I just, it happened pretty quick too. It was just like, uh, I like tried like right away to meet someone else. And I just realized very quickly that no, this is no, I need to figure it out on my own and find my joy. And you can, as women, we, uh, we can, like, you don't need to be with someone to feel beautiful and desirable and passionate and like a goddess. Like you really don't. It's probably the most I've ever felt so good about myself and beautiful and sexy and passionate. And sexual it's the most i've ever felt in my whole life and i'm single yeah yes i love it <laughs> um do you struggle with sexual shame still or not no i don't think so anymore no nice. uh no and that feels really good <laughs> yes totally yeah like i feel like i could do whatever i want to do and i wouldn't feel bad about it <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> and what has impacted your sexuality the most? Really getting to know myself, really accepting and loving myself. Um, and really, yeah, really getting to love and accept myself as I am and my body as it is. And realizing that whomever is going to be in my bed is going to love all of me too. and and not that <laughs> like there's nothing I have to do any different like no matter what your body size is that you, you are capable you are worthy of all the love and all the touching and everything and you will find as long as you stay authentic and true to who you are and fully accept and love yourself you're going to attract the people in your life that are going to fully accept and love you uh, as well yeah absolutely I always think about the whole uh fully accepting yourself can be a challenge because we're really taught to repress and suppress anything that doesn't fit into society's vision of what it means to be perfect. Basically, I don't know. I like perfect isn't even a thing, but we have this concept in society of what it means. And I found for myself, the more that I accepted and felt compassion for my shadows, like my anger and disgust and shame and guilt and um, grief and pain, the more whole I became because then I, I started integrating those pieces instead of pushing them away and saying like, oh, I don't want you a part of me, you know, and judging parts of myself. Because when we do that, then we become less than whole. Yeah. Right. You're and so then- you're not being authentically who you are and like, uh, like accepting all the parts of you. Exactly. And then when we accept those parts and we love them and exactly we accept every part of who we are, then our sexuality can become 
explosive. Well, that much, <laughs> yeah, like that much more powerful and whole, just like and everything else, like our power and our um, our joy, like everything can become more whole. But judging ourselves and cutting off parts of who we are, it just makes us less than less than ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm like a, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. <laughs> like I'm not diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have it where I'm just a very disorganized. Things can be a little messy. Sometimes I speak when I'm not supposed to speak. I'm loud. I, you know, and I've always like, not like those things about me. And I've always been shameful of those things about me that, you know, nobody's gonna, you know, I'm, I'm a lot, I could be a lot, <laughs> but I've realized that like, I'm so fun. Like those things make me fun and like, whatever, that's who I am. And I don't, yeah. and I am okay with that. And I will own that. And I will be this fairy person that I am all the time. And I'll attract the people that want to be around me. <laughs> yes. Totally. And it took me a long time to, you know, I, uh, to, to accept all that. And I was for the longest time, especially when I lived in Calgary, Calgary can be a very, um, you know, in a box kind of place, you know, yeah. um, I'm not putting any judgment, but it's true. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember going on dates when I was there. Like the first question someone would ask me is like, do you own a, or rent your house? <laughs> you know, it was wow. always like, yeah, it was always like that. And I always felt so judged. And, and it's not just there. I came here and I feel judged and I felt judged here as well. It's wherever you go, but I am just accepting. I I'm just accepting all, like you said, all those parts of me that I was always so shameful about. And I'm, I'm using them to help other women, you know, figure out like love and accept all their parts. And I'm like, and especially in my membership group that I have, I'm always like talking about, it's not always about how empowered and how perfect my life is. It's not. I, I talk a lot about the messy things and the things that are going wrong. And the things yeah. that I, uh, that, you, you have know, to. And that's, and that's what makes you beautiful. Life is messy. Absolutely. It is. And I am a messy person. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, this year, every year I pick a word to focus on. Um, just kind of in the back of my mind, I just kind of always have it there and I'm thinking about it and its place in my life. And this year is joy. And I, joy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I was taking a, um, a course on joy and he said, you know, joy isn't being happy all the time. It's just accepting. You find joy when you accept everything. Um, when, when you like, accept the entirety of life basically that life includes everything life and this is something that i'm really learning even now especially during covid um but life it's it's boring and mediocre a lot of times and that's fine like it doesn't have to be oh my god best day ever every day like that's not life yeah um, some days are like that and some days are really horrible and some days we're, you know, really struggling and some days are really easy and it's just life. And so when you can in- embrace all of life and all of who you are, that's what allows for joy because we can see joy then where, where it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's true because especially like, you know, New Year's, I spent by myself with me and my cat. <laughs> Valentine's Day, I spent by myself, me and my cat. 
and Mother's Day, I'm going to spend by myself, you know, and all these things in the past, it's been, you know, it could be a a really big struggle and like, it could be depressing Mm -hmm. and it could suck, but it's finding like, you know, what could you do with yourself that will give you a little bit of joy? It's just like, is it going and buying a really good, spending some money and buying a really good bottle of champagne that you really like and getting, like on Valentine's Day, I got myself like champagne. I had like my champagne glasses. I got uh, like a charcuterie board I made for myself and I watched a romantic movie and I, and nice. I laughed and it was, yeah. and it was, and it was wonderful. And it's just, you know, it's, it's getting to those times where it sucks and finding a little bit of joy in it. Absolutely. And how you can bring yourself, bring yourself out of that shitty time and just find something, a little bit of joy. <laughs> I, yes. I love that. Find a little bit of joy, joy in the time of COVID. Yeah. And if you find a little bit of joy, it's guaranteed you'll find a little bit more and more. Exactly. And more. <laughs> it's so true. Um, (laughs) how I have two more questions for you. How important is your sexuality to your happiness and fulfillment in life? Do you think it used to not be important, (laughs) but now it's really important. Um, like it's important for me to be sexually expressive and to say what I want and desire. And it's important to me for me to be with someone who is going to listen to me and hear me and be open to it. And also um, I would like to meet, I would like to be with someone who, who, who uh, brings out more than I even know I have in me, you know, because I know that there's more in me that I don't even know is there. And I want to be with someone that like we both mutually bring out that side (laughs) or that, it's super important. I think it's super important. Sexuality is so important. Uh, if you're single or if you're not single, it's, um, yeah. And I think I need to spend a little bit more time focusing on myself as a single person. And, and that part of me, I kind of like ignore it a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to ignore. Um, but yeah. it also brings us so much bliss and pleasure. And Creativity. creativity. I do. I get so much creativity. Seriously. I do. I get so, so much, much creativity. creativity. When I when that part of when that part of me is fulfilled, I get so much creativity. Yeah. I do. Same. <laughs> yeah. Lust, <laughs> lust and desire. Because desire, like our life is not in boxes. So when we fuel our desire our sexual desire, it also fuels our desire for things in life and our desire to make an impact and our desire to connect with others and our desire, you know, to, I don't know, create our life the way we want it. Like desire is desire. And so you fuel in, in any area of your life and it impacts your desire in every area. area. I totally agree with that. I love desire. (laughs) Yes. I know. It feels so good. It does. Ah, tell me I'm missing. <laughs> no, I'm not missing because I give it to myself. I give it to myself. But I am like, but I'm putting it out there that I am like, you know. Yes. Welcoming in. Experiencing desire. <laughs> desire with someone else is very fun. Yes, exactly. I agree more. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. And like, you can say it all day long. Like, you have to empower yourself, pleasure yourself and all that. But at the end of the day, we're human beings and we... You know, we like, we need, we, we require 
an, a hu- another human with us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Intimacy and connection and lust and desire with another human being are very fun and powerful. Important. And important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Um, and what is one thing you wish you knew as a teenager about your body, about sex or about sexuality? If you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Well, it all stems to body body issues. Um, I just, you know, I wish life was how it is right now back then when we were younger. When we were younger, it was all about supermodels and very skinny, this and that, and just like everything, everybody looked the same. Nowadays, it's better. You know, there's a lot of like body positivity out there and curvy models and people on the cover of magazines that have normal bodies, normal bodies (laughs) or plus size bodies. Um, So I wish back in the day, I wish, I wish I had grown up. Like our kids are lucky that the kids that we have are, are, you know, the way we're going to raise them, the things they see, it's a lot better. Um, But I wish I had grown up not thinking that I had to be perfect for someone to love me or, um, I had to have a perfect body for someone to love me sexually or or any of that. Like, I wish I would have known that now. I wish it didn't take me until I was my age now to realize that. Because <laughs> I think cause it, it was a lot of, it's hard work to, to really get that in my head. And I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel if you would, you know, it's a lot of uh, old beliefs trying to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's um, a process. Uh, it's not like, oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just going to deal with this belief now. And it's never going to affect me again. No. Like sometimes that happens, but not very often. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And that's why like my program that I have, it's, um, it's like a 12 week thing and it's like going into like the past and what you need to heal from, what, you know, what held you back, what you need to forgive. And then, you know, like you need to go through all that stuff before you can really figure out who you are as a woman and what you need and what you desire. You need to like figure out all the things that have held you back and all of that stuff or else you'll never really be able to get past it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so where can people find you? Um, <laughs> well, I have, I have Facebook, Instagram, and I have a website. <laughs> yep. So my Facebook is Jacqueline Joy. My Instagram is Jacqueline Joy Coach. And my uh, website is JacquelineJoy.com. Awesome. Can you spell that? Yes, it's Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-J-O-Y.com. Cool. And then there's Jacqueline Joy Coach, which is Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. I yes. Loving your body how it is is and and loving yourself in your entirety is so powerful and so important. And I'm really glad that you're out there, you know, broadcasting. And, and, it's a, and, and I wanna like say, um, you know, a lot of people will say to me, I wish I had your confidence. I wish I could like, you know, be like how you are. And yes. I have to tell you, like, I don't have it all figured out. Like I struggle. There's times when I cry on the weekend and I'm like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, nobody's going to want, like, I struggle with it. It's an everyday evolving thing. It's how you get yourself out of it. It's, it's how you, it's not about the hard times that you have. It's how you deal with it. And do you reach out to someone to like, 
get them to remind you who you are. It's how you talk to yourself. It's not everybody as, as empowered as I'll be or as empowered as we'll ever be in our life. We're always going to have those down times and those dark times. And it's, totally. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Totally. I know. Yeah. It's I always find that interesting too when people say things like that to me. And it's like, Kate, for starters, I haven't always been this way. Yeah, exactly. Like it's been a long process to get here to where I am. And yeah. also, like you said, like I don't have my shit together. I don't have no. my ducks in a Nobody row. Nobody has their shit together. <laughs> Nobody, not one person has all their shit together. <laughs> you know, totally. like everybody, you're not human if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just laughing the other day. I think I mentioned this in one of my videos, but um I was like crying the other day at night. It was really late. I was so tired, but I was crying because I had to brush my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Because as an adult, it's like, it can be so like, adulting is overwhelming and adulting is really fucking hard. And you, there's like, I wasn't just crying because I had to brush my teeth, but like brushing your teeth. Brushing yeah. your teeth is one of 3,972 things that you have to remember to do on a daily basis as an adult. Yes. And that's not no. including, you know, the thousands of things you have to remember every month and then every year. Like, I don't know, your car registration yes. and changing yeah. the furnace so filter yeah. and, you know, cooking healthy food all the time and exercising and meditating and yoga and doing your business and, and, you know, connecting with people and reaching out to other people and ask them how they're doing and like all this stuff. And it just was like all on top of me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth because it's one more thing I have to do as an adult. Well, then don't, you don't always have to <laughs> just go to bed. But, yeah. Like I'm just like, I totally agree with you. We're just all human. We're all struggling through this. And yes, nobody exactly. has all their shit together, but I agree that there are tools that we can learn that you and I have learned and other people have learned that they just help you along the way. Maybe it's just having more compassion for yourself and not judging yourself and adding judgment and shame to the difficulty that already is life. Or maybe it's like you were saying, getting out of it faster mm-hmm. and reaching out to someone like, you know, a lot of people, especially when you get into like uh, being someone who's in a public eye or someone who's an advocate for, um, for for confidence, empowerment, you kind of feel like you can't be vulnerable and you can't show weakness and you can't show weakness and you can't show, um, you know, that you're having a bad time because, you know, I have my membership group and I, I lead it and I'm supposed to be the person, you know, that's leading them and, and empowered, but I have made it clear to them from the beginning, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to be, like if I'm having a shitty day, I'm going to tell you about it. Like, you know, I, I think women need to realize that just because you have a high paying job and you're like a, a, an executive or whatever, you're making all the money in the world, you have permission to be vulnerable and to, to, to reach out and to speak to someone. And that's, that is, that, that, that is empowerment is yeah. to reach yeah. out and, and talk your truth and be vulnerable, reach out to the right people though. And, you know, and, um, and ask for help or like say how you're feeling and like, you know, remind yourself so many instances where I felt like horrible and I reached out to someone and I felt instantly better. Totally. Asking for support is really powerful. Yeah. 
And a lot of women are scared to do it because they're like, you know, supposed to be in a certain woman. place or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. super women. Exactly. And we're not. We're all just humans. We're all just human. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have... Like, maybe um, I... like you know, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, I was just going to say, like, some, like, you know, in life, um, maybe I'm just, like, you and I... Like, maybe I'm just half a step ahead of someone else in a certain area, and I can help them in that area, and, and, and that'll evolve as I evolve. Yeah. So... Totally. And then they'll help you, you know, with something that you don't know. Like we all can just help each other along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean I'm more empowered or less empowered. I just, maybe I'm just a half a step ahead of the people in my group. Uh, And, you know, but I mean, they've reached out to me and helped me with things. (laughs) My clients have helped me also in certain areas. It doesn't mean anybody's more empowered or more super powered than anybody else we're all humans we're all women (laughs) yes um yeah that's beautiful that's a good place to start and it's beautiful yeah Yeah. it is yes cool i love this so much thank you so much for having me you're very (laughs) welcome thank you for being on my show (laughs) thank you for listening to and subscribing to sexuality after A new episode comes out every second Tuesday. You can watch these podcasts as well on my YouTube channel, Tea with Phoebe D. And if you have a story to share, I'm always open and excited to have more amazing conversations. So please contact me via my information in the episode notes. If you want to find out more about me and my coaching, you can find me on the aforementioned YouTube channel or www.phoebed.com. If you want to know more about my interviewee or the things we talked about in this podcast, check out the episode notes on your podcast app. I hope you accept and love your humanity and sexuality a bit more after listening to this episode. See you in two weeks.